The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yep, I'm recording. <laughs> okay, cool. Amaze Balls Overshare, episode two. Take one. What is up, friends? Welcome to episode two of Overshare, the podcast, which is also the quarantine edition, because if you are watching this in video form, you can see that we are at home. Hi, Lil. Hello. For now, I feel like it's almost over, kind of. I am hoping that this quarantine situation is over, but honestly, I am surviving and thriving thanks to being able to do things like this and have these live chats with friends. And it just so happens that this one is also a podcast we can share with the world. Just like to multitask on our time off. Exactly. So guys, if you are listening to the show for the first time, or even the second time, or if you are a fan of the show on our YouTube channel in season one, please do what's good. Subscribe. You can subscribe anywhere podcasts exist, Apple, Spotify, and then do us a huge favor. Give us the thumbs up, give us the stars, whatever it is, and leave us a review because your girl's got to pay the bills. You know, it's true. It's true. We do have a guest coming later. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's Adeline. I am so, I so excited. Let's kick it off with our first segment. So over it. What she said. Jocelyn, what are you over today? Get your feelings out. Get all heated up before we overshare. Okay. Well, first off, I feel like living in this quarantine life, because as we are shooting and recording this episode, we are in the midst of COVID-19 crisis and I have not left my house really in over two months at this point. So there's a lot of things that I am currently over. However, if I had to select just one thing, it would be the fact that last week I discovered that I have one single gray eyebrow. As if I don't already have enough problems to deal with, my eyebrows are the say gray hairs. And I was like, okay, this is supposed to be a topical over it. I know you have gray hairs and there's more than one. <laughs> No, I have a lot of gray hair. The world knows this. And because my hair is so dark, the gray hairs are very obvious. But I, I happen to have the world's skinniest eyebrows already. So you can't spare I any hairs. Thinking, 
I can't spare a hair. I don't have enough hair to spare. Could so you use one... your hair dye on your eyebrows? Is that allowed? Is that dangerous? I didn't like know eyebrows. I didn't know eyebrows really went gray. So this is a new uh, dilemma for me. You know to... what? Lily, I didn't know eyebrows went gray either until I discovered my one gray hair, which also happens to be like my biggest hair. Okay. Can we see it? Thankfully I can cover. Well, I, I covered it with makeup, but maybe I'll take a photo and put it in the YouTube video. But I was looking at my eyebrow and I was like, am I going blonde? Oh my gosh, I'm a blonde now. And then I was like, oh, hell no. I have enough problems. By, now I have a gray way, eyebrow. Yes, I guess it's relatable or whatever. But then I started thinking, I'm like, how did I not realize my eyebrows were going to go gray? Because when I think of like my grandpa or my dad, they have like the bushiest gray eyebrows on the planet. And yes, I realize I am talking about men, but I don't think my mom has gray eyebrows. Does yours? My mom's are blonde and microbladed. So I didn't even think about the concept that all the hair on your body will go gray, if you know what I mean. And that just really freaked me out. That's why I like being a sphinx. Anyways, TMI, what are you over? <laughs> this conversation. Um, hmm, what am I over? I feel like so many things like this is like, I should just have a podcast called over it. I'm like trying to think, should I go more quarantine-esque or really topical just like this morning? What would you prefer? Give me something that you're over in like a deep seated way, a way you've been thinking about all week. Okay, this is very important. I am so fucking over Apple thinking that they are above binge watching and they're only releasing episodes weekly. Put it all out. Really? Everyone's home. Like we have nothing to do. Everyone's on their own schedule. Put all of the seasons out at once. Stop releasing them episode by episode. What do you actually think is the reasoning behind that? Like there must be reasoning behind that concept, although I don't know what it is. Do you have any ideas? I actually don't because I feel like there's different, I doing it weekly gets people excited about it and maybe talking about it more, but like that doesn't seem to be a problem for any successful Netflix binge series. No, not at all. Well, what are you even? Okay, I, I, I guess it's I called Defending Jacob, and it's um, Chris Evans, and he has a kid that's been accused of murder, but um, he's the DA. <gasps> oh so, my gosh! Sounds like a scandal. Oh, and so also it's a good show. Unpopular, yes, unpopular opinion. Chris Evans is not the best dramatic actor. Lily, he doesn't need to be a good actor. He's so hot. Who cares? When he's in a show <laughs> next to people that are all like half of, like he's like another person bigger than everyone on the show. He's so attractive. He walks into a room and you're like, okay, everyone else in this room is like a four and you're like a 15. I, it just doesn't make sense. It's very unrealistic. I only watch like romantic comedies, animated movies. and I'm actually surprised you haven't seen that. The show I'm most currently looking forward to is going to debut on July 3rd on Netflix, and it is a reboot of The Babysitter's Club. So you know where you're going to find me. Yeah. I really hope that Apple is listening to this podcast on Apple, which is like Inception, yeah. and maybe mm -hmm. they'll change their business practices. But until then, I got to say, we have a guest today that we, we have do. been friends with 
for quite a long time. And I think that both of us are a huge fan of hers. And I mean, without further ado, let's just jump into Adeline Morin. Joining us as our first ever guest on Overshare the Podcast is literally one of our favorite people, Adeline Morin. She is a bi-coastal queen living in LA and Canada. She has a merch empire. She is spreading girl love all across the globe, a YouTube maven with over 4 million subscribers, a professional makeup artist. Oh my She's a God, dog mom. And, and now, Adeline, you're also a pop star now. Like, what the heck is going on with you? It's crazy. No, you make me sound so much cooler than I am. I don't think you like. I I literally yesterday woke up and I was like, well, it was Mother's Day yesterday. The day before, I woke up and I was I just watched Netflix all day, and you just made me feel so much better about myself. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need a friend to really hype you up and be like, you've accomplished all these things. Jocelyn's great at that. I feel like I'm the friend that I'm like, oh, do you want to well wallow in each other's self-pity? <laughs> no, but I mean, Adeline, it's actually true. I think I met you for the first time when you were, you might not even have been 18. You had come like to a LA. Child. I remember when we met you just being like, oh my gosh, she is so sweet and so kind. And I don't know if you recall this but you like got mixed up once on the date of a shoot and you came to the studio on the wrong day and you felt like so bad about it that you brought me a bouquet of flowers. And I was you like, brought us oh, flowers. But I'm better now. I'm better with scheduling now, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. What are you going to do next? You're a pop star now as well. <laughs> Stop! I don't know how to take compliments. I feel so awkward. <laughs> I love that while she was saying all of that, in my head, I was trying to calculate whether Jocelyn could actually be your mom biologically, like, <laughs> if that was possible. No, and I think that no. it might be. Uh, I'm doing no. the math and I can confirm. I can confirm that's definitely possible. I would love to have you as a daughter. <laughs> I feel like you're like oh, a, you're like a new leash on life. I feel like you really just like branched out and are ready to start over. You're out of your old relationship now that yeah, we're in that's a little unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the same time, I think it's there's pros and cons to be in a relationship in quarantine. Like I feel like the people who are not like in a relationship in quarantine, like you, we all know, I don't know what your podcast is, if it's PG or anything like that, but we all know y'all are not like, y'all are not having crazy sex right now. Like everybody's like <laughs> driving each other crazy. Like if you spend too much time with someone, I feel like you just drive each other nuts and you don't want to spend time with that person. Whereas I feel like people who are single, like, yeah, we're like lonely, but I don't know. I think it's good to focus on yourself. And that's just what I've been doing. I've been like trying to do workouts and I've been cooking. Look, at, I made a meal prep of my sandwich. Who are you? And... <laughs> I don't know if I've ever, um, ever seen someone meal prep a sandwich, but I mean, I prepped a sandwich. Um, and I don't know. I think I've been, I've been able to like reach out to my girlfriends a lot more. And um, I don't know, just like focus on my friendships and stuff like that. I have a question. Um, yeah. For when quarantine is over, are you going to start trying to focus on dating again? Or are you going to try and be by yourself for a while? I don't know. Like I, 
I went on a couple dates before quarantine and I don't know some like I feel like talking right now is so dumb because it's like I'm not even gonna see you anytime soon like what is the point of talking right now like yeah it's fun but like is there an end goal like well that was gonna be my follow-up question I feel like everyone's acting like oh once quarantine's over I'm gonna like go date again and I'm like I feel like uh, that's going to be the worst time to date because everyone's going to be like, oh, I've been alone for months. And then just like go and hook up yeah. with everyone and no one's going to actually want any kind of relationship. It's just going to be hookups. Yeah. it's. I feel like it's just going to be hookups too. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I am lonely. It would be fun to go on a date, but at the same time, yeah, I think you're right with the hookups thing. And I feel like quarantine, you have a lot of time then to think about the dates and stuff. I like to, if I'm dating someone to be really busy, so I can be like, oh my God, I'm not even thinking about you. Not like, what are you doing? Still nothing. Yeah, no, no, that's not spicy at all. You want a relationship to be spicy, I feel like. Like, that's just the same old shit. (laughs) First thing I'm doing out of quarantine, me and my girlfriends are going to like have a sleepover. We need to like go out. We need to like go to a movie. We need to do something with, with my girlfriends. I want to just go get sure. really drunk with a bunch of Yeah! <laughs> oh, I like, I feel like I haven't like, been, like, absurdly, like, maybe irresponsibly drunk in a while. And I didn't get to celebrate yeah. my 30th birthday. And it's time. We all have to, like, get drunk together and do something. I don't think I've ever been drunk. I've definitely never been drunk with you because you were literally a fetus <laughs> when we met you. Guys, yeah, so for people who are listening, so people who are listening to the podcast version of this, um, we met Adeline when we were all working at Clever and she would come on our shows and like as often as we could get her to come by because you were still coming back and forth from Canada at the time. And that mm-hmm. was like, I wouldn't even say you were just starting out on YouTube. You were already really big. But after that, I feel like is when you really became like a business mogul. And I know like, of course, like I'm complimenting you, but I actually mean it. So I'm I'm really curious, like, do you think of yourself as like a businesswoman? Because I think the way you run yourself is really, really smart and so like diverse. I don't think people realize how hard what you're doing is. And that's why I want to hear more about it because I just well, think it's incredible. Rephrasing that question, just what, back to dating even, what do you tell people you do? Yeah. <laughs> on Raya, I put um, entrepreneur because <laughs> I'm scared. I, I'm like embarrassed to say that I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. I know being a YouTuber isn't embarrassing. I know that it's a really cool job and I should be proud of it. But I, I don't know. I, I do it's way more that comes than with just YouTube. Yeah. 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 I do way more than just YouTube. Like I wait like so many different jobs that is just not YouTube. Like I have like my YouTube and obviously to do brand deals and I have like my clothing line and I am like a landlord. So I rent out my place um, to people and I don't know. I try to like all stuff that like, and... especially like how old are you? 23, 22. I'm 22. <laughs> like 21, 20. Um, that like, I can't imagine, like, it's weird for me to be like, oh, I have a YouTube channel and I just like do like I'm what the kids call an influence. I don't actually say that. Yeah. But um, yeah. for you, you're so young. The people you're dating are not gonna, like, at least I'm going over like people that are like fully fledged adults. Usually I hope then mm-hmm. are kind of like, oh, okay. I get it from like a life perspective. A 22 year old. I feel mm-hmm. like that must be so weird to explain that to because they would either just think it's so cool 
or be like, ooh, you have a YouTube channel and like. But Lily, don't forget, name. Adeline no. could be dating men who are thirty years old with their. That's own, true. You know, what's your age range? Well. <laughs> well, no, I think I have my Raya up to like twenty. <laughs> like, no, that's too old. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see like thirty-four-year-olds, and I'm like, ooh, they're like a dad, and I'm like, you're thirty. That's <laughs> you need to open up your. Yeah, at that age, you want to settle down. Like, I feel like I'm not there yet. Not yet. They don't. But just even, by the way, they don't. No, they never do. No. <laughs> Literally, none of us are safe. None of us they're, are safe. They're not looking for a relationship. They just want to have fun. You Sorry, guys, hello. It only, it only took me 37 years to find a husband. So just hang in there is what I'm saying. My husband is younger. So I always tell Lily this, and maybe it's the same for you, Adeline. Maybe your husband is not born yet. Like maybe he's still in the womb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Wait, flash forward twenty years, I could totally, uh, totally see Adeline being a like ultimate cougar. <laughs> ah! My pool boy. <laughs> oh my god! In one of your many houses. Like, what do you want to do next that you haven't tackled? Because like you're so multi-hyphenate already. <laughs> Is there anything that you have in the works? Like like the music thing, for example, the music thing I feel like you were doing like for fun at that time. Is it starting to kind of like morph into something that you are like taking seriously and going to make a play for? Yeah, I just actually, I think tomorrow, tomorrow I have another session uh, to write more music, but I don't know. I think... Like do the first time that I did it, I didn't expect to like it that much. Like I just made it to promote the palette and I thought it would be like good promotion for it. But then I don't know, you just fall in love with the process of making something and being proud of something and doing a music video for it and being proud of that and putting it out. I don't know. I think music is so healing and so, I don't know. It's so, I love music. I fell in love with it in the whole process. And it's so crazy that I, you would write a song about someone and things just happen. You manifest shit because, okay, I have to tell you a story. Basically, um, I was writing this song about a boy and how I was like kind of like getting over someone that I never dated. And I don't know, Mine's it's so life. crazy. I would like I would record the song in the studio and he ghosted me at that time and out of nowhere, in the studio, he texted me. I think it's just like you facing your truth and you saying, you know, what your truth is to the microphone and it like being repeated over and over again and just like the vibrations and the manifestation, shit happens. It's so crazy. That's why I feel like so many people, they like rap about like having so much money when they don't because they manifest that. I don't know. Like, it'll, if I do it, then I'll get the money. Then it'll get there. Yes, I appreciate that. I'm like, so I should become a rapper is what you're saying. Become a rapper yes. and rap about money and money will come to you. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's so right about the music process is that especially when you already like making videos, it's just like that in another form. And it's like a much more, mm -hmm. I feel like you can play around with it more. Like there, you can put more of yourself mm -hmm. in. Just yeah, for sure. Saying. No, well, I, I was curious, like, so you're in the studio or like in the session or whatever the cool kids say. I would have no idea because no one's letting me in a recording studio. Let's be real. But like, 
what kind of music are you working on now? And like, what are you manifesting now? Because obviously it works. <laughs> yeah, well, and what happened to the boys? You gone again? Actually, you came crawling back. They always come back, but- They um... really do. <laughs> they do. Okay, sorry. Oh my God, I need to stop being so shady. Um... <laughs> but I don't know. I've been, I've been writing about- just things that I've been going through and specifically um, just go getting over a breakup because I know so many girls go through it and I don't know, it's so hard. Like when you're going through a breakup, it's hard to like reach out to people and know people that can be there for you and comfort you and like know what you're going through. So I don't know, I think it'd be nice to like do songs about getting over someone, finding yourself, because I feel like it's so easy to like hop from one relationship onto the next. Like I was so tempted to just like, I don't know, just date a bunch of people after my relationship because that's just what I was used to. But I found that just being single, I was able to learn so much about myself and um, realize the things that I like, not just like my relationship likes. Like, I feel like my identity almost in a sense, was my relationship. And now taking that away, I feel like I've almost found myself a little bit more and I found my identity and what makes me happy. And I don't know, there's so many love songs. There are love songs that I've written, but I don't know. And like, just from an out outside perspective, like I know we're friends, but from following you, like Lily and I have talked about like, oh my gosh, Adeline is thriving right now. Like, we definitely, I'll be the first to tell you that when I was your age, I was at the club popping bottles, like wearing swimsuits out to nightclubs. Like I was crazy and I have no regrets and I loved it. Um, and so it's been like really, really like, I'm so happy for you when I see you posting like, oh, I took a shot or something. I'm just like, yes, yes. guys, I, um, I texted Adeline like a couple weeks ago was like, what is time? When was this? I don't even remember. But I'm like on YouTube on my TV and I'm scrolling through stuff and I see a video get recommended from her. It's one of her blogs and it's titled mounting my TV because I'm not mounting anything else at the moment. <laughs> I, it was like two in the morning. I'm like crying. I was like, Oh my god, that was unexpected and fucking amazing. Oh <laughs> Best title I've ever seen. And um, I just, it seems like you're living your best life. I'm trying. I don't know. I'm trying. Did you like, I don't know. I make like a conscious decision to be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna be more, I guess, I don't feel like you ever weren't real, but just like more open about what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like at one point, I, okay, this is what my life coach told me. Apparently, the age that you become famous is the age that you get stuck at. So I feel like the, the point where I, that's why you see Justin Bieber that got makes famous so much at like, sense. he got stuck at like, I think age 15 or something like that. And I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of, I was kind of stuck at like, age 16-ish where, I don't know, I would just like never swear, I wouldn't be myself, and I'd be so like brand friendly when, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, I, I kind of learned more about myself and found myself a little bit more and... Well, like, no one's that brand friendly all the time. And I think probably when you're yeah. younger, especially when you're doing it for a living and you have a bunch of adults being like, don't say this because people will not want to work with you, then I can't mm -hmm. imagine how much that must weigh on you already. And then on top of it, that you just can't be totally... Like, if I couldn't cuss ever or, like, just... 
I mean, even not talking about weed for years was like difficult because <laughs> it doesn't, it's not like you're lying, but yeah. it feels like you're like holding something back. Like hiding a part of yourself almost. Or that even like, it's not when it's hidden, it's not like no one notices, but after they find out it like unlocks this whole other part of your personality kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I always had the younger audience, like teenage girls kind of, but I just want to grow with my audience. I don't want to keep gaining a new young audience. I want my audience to grow up with me and keep watching me and not feel like, I don't know why I keep watching this like kid content when I could be watching, you know, something that's like exactly. a friend, like you grow, you grow up with your friends. Coming to from, from clever for so many years, our audience was like not even teenagers, but like tweens, like 12 year olds. And as me, like in my mid twenties, I was like, okay, I don't know how long I can pretend I like Capri Suns and like that I just started my period and that I'm shaving my legs for the first time and stuff like that. And I think you know, authentic content is what resonates with people. And you can only do that if you're doing things like you care about and that you relate to. So I think it's so important for you, like in the, in your early twenties to like reflect who you are in your content and something else like we haven't even talked about that I've seen you doing that. Like, just, I have to give a clap for is just like how you have with your clothing line and with yourself and what you post constantly, just like embrace your body and who you are and whatever that looks like. And I think I love seeing everything you post. And I think you've talked about that, like how you were a little more conservative with what you would wear before. And now you're like putting the girls out there for yourself, not for other people. You're not like, <laughs> you're not like thirsty or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think that's great. I think you should, I think you should. Was that something that was like a realization for you where you were like, like, why am I like hiding myself for who I am? Was that something like that you actually kind of thought about? I think when I wasn't, this is so weird, but when I wasn't posting my body as much, I think that was when I was the most insecure about it. Like I would always wear baggy clothes and like almost kind of try and hide it. But I don't know, I've been trying to treat my body better and I've been trying to eat better and work out more. And I, I don't know, I feel like I'm just like more proud of it. So I just, you know flaunt what you got I don't know yes, <laughs> yes like, queen I don't know I have I'm, I'm like not the biggest person in the world I'm not the skinniest person in the world but I think I don't know I just think it's so brave when a girl can post a bikini photo like no matter how skinny she is or like big she is or whatever because it's hard and we all have insecurities and I think that I don't know we should stop like slut shaming girls for like posting these photos because it's really hard to do it and if you're proud of it then you know nothing else really matters absolutely 100%. not and I think like if you look you know if you feel hot in a bikini post that photo for yourself you don't have to do it like mm -hmm. to get the attention of someone you want to date or whatever but I think you doing mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and also using people of all mm -hmm. shapes sizes curves in your merch ads and stuff Oh my gosh, like I look at those ads and I'm like, oh my gosh, someone who looks like me or my sister or my mom or whatever. And that's so powerful. In general, I feel like I love that YouTube, I, YouTube obviously goes through a lot of like phases, but it seems like back in the day, and especially probably when you were getting started, that it was much more like make everything look perfect. And this is how my life is so fun and happy and great all the time. 
And now it's gone to a point where everyone's kind of over that. And they're like, okay, give us the real shit though. Like, tell us what's really going on. And now you're like, okay, cool. Like now it's a, like, I feel like now it's allowing us to hopefully grow with our audiences more because people are looking for people they can relate to, not just looking for like mm-hmm. what their life should be. They're like looking for someone that's going yeah. through similar experiences than them. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Emma Chamberlain. She always just like vlogs without her makeup and she's so like raw and real and she's so gorgeous, like with and without makeup. But I think it's just like her vlogging without makeup and her like having acne breakouts. I think it's just people relate to her more and it feels more of like hanging out with a friend as opposed to watching like a picture perfect ad. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I'm curious too, Adeline, with, um, with your merch brand, because right when I launched my YouTube channel like a year ago, because I had never had my own, I was like, oh, I should get merch. And I was like, oh, I've heard of Fanjoy. Adeline has merch with them. I'll just email them. <laughs> LOL. I reached out to them and they were like, oh, you're so cute. Like you just started your channel. Looks like it's going great, sweetie. But like, we only like people who are like huge, who can like sell tons of merch, who are amazing. And I was like, oh, okay. That's why like Adeline and like David Dobrik are over there. That's cool. That's awesome. And they were really kind and they helped set me up with someone else. Like, no, it was, no, 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 no. No, I actually love the people over there. I respect, they were so cool to me. They were so nice. Like they helped set me up with someone else. But basically what I'm getting at with saying all of that is that your merch is like an empire. Like, where do you want to take that? Are you going to open Adeline's stores like in the mall? Um, I don't know if I'm going to open stores in the mall, but I'm definitely trying to work with um, like, what do you call it? Retailers and stores. Like existing so brands with, like, to do like collabs. Yeah, existing brands are always a lot easier. Um, one of my friends, Hunter Marino, I did a collab with him with merch and he's sold in urban outfitters which that would be my goal like my dream urban outfitters or target or somewhere like that we're like we're trying to pitch but it's just really hard especially right now like nobody's really going to stores right now that's actually like although I, I, I go through the clothing section in target when i'm there for my essentials i'm like can i buy any more sweatshirts while i'm here <laughs> i'm like i'm so like bored and lonely let me just go through the target aisle with the clothes. i've gone through target and i'm like buying like shelves and like wall decor and i'll like see someone kind of give me this look like those aren't essentials and i'm like you don't those know those aren't life. essentials I'm really like, you don't know what i'm going through <laughs> Um, well, Adeline, we have to just say thank you so much for like joining us because I know this is a crazy time and you know, you are a busy in demand woman, but also I don't even know if we told you that. Yes. You're our first, you're our first guest on the podcast version of this show. So, um, it's very exciting to be able to do that with you. Um, but before we wrap it up with our final segment, which we would love for you to stick around for, I'm curious to know, like, who are the women that you really look up to or people that you really look, look up to? You mentioned Emma Chamberlain, but is there anyone else that you're like, oh my gosh, I want that career. Or I love that. Anybody. It can be like Hillary Clinton if you want. Rihanna and Ariana Grande. I think that they are the most like successful badass bitches, but at the same time, they're very like feminine and like in touch with their fem- femininity. I don't really know. Um, and they're just, I don't know. I feel like in a whole world where they just want to tear you down, they don't give a fuck about like whether you like them or not. They know who they are and they just own it. And that's what I want to be like. Okay, well, I think it is time to move on to our final segment where we bid all of you share well. Share well. 
so long, farewell. I hate us so much more now. So this portion, um, before we say goodbye for good, we want you to share well. I feel like we just, it's our cheesy way of saying farewell. But um, if you could share something that brought you joy this week, since we're in kind of a dark time, it could be an interaction with someone. It could be a stupid video you saw. It could be a cute video you saw. A good TikTok, perhaps. Oh, you know what my favorite is? My favorite TikTok of all time. Wait, let me find it really quick. Um, I know I'm not the only person that goes on TikTok for like, oh, I'll just scroll through for like 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it's been five hours. TikTok <laughs> is literally that's saving. Me. I feel like TikTok's saving us during quarantine. TikTok is the it, most amazing thing that's ever happened. It honestly does oh, give me a lot of inspiration. <laughs> yes. more context because I just saw a TikTok last night where it's someone texting a guy that they're talking to with the audio from that. I love that one. I love that one too. And I was like, I don't know why. Video. I love the chaos. They're just like fighting about like Glinda and like she came down in a bubble. I don't know. Like it's just so chaotic and it's my favorite TikTok. It reminds me of the videos where um, people are arguing of whether water is wet. Yeah, chaotic. <laughs> I love people chaotic so humor. Honestly, Dog. thank God for TikTok in general. Okay, so I my know. share well. What is your guys oh, my favorite TikTok easily, without a doubt, is that lady who's like, I don't know her name, but she's probably like 70 years old and it it's like her on her bed and she's like, I've been naughty. And she's like doing this like sexy dance. <laughs> Have you guys seen it? It's yes. actually no? the most cringy. Oh, girl, I'm texting it to you after. And people do yeah, duets do with her. She's doing like basically a strip tease, and she's like probably 70. And the caption is like, I've been naughty. And I just like, first off, I'm like, girl, you do you. And second off, I'm like, this is the most cringy thing I've ever seen in my life. I imagine like my oh, mom no. doing something like that, and it kills <laughs> me. That's one of my favorites. <gasps> I know this one. It's just so random. I would love to see like what other people's for you pages look like because I feel like they're all so different. Like if you went on someone else's TikTok, you would have a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. My for you page is all like really, really hot, like middle-aged gay men, all zaddies, like to the next level who just dance. No, I just do want to share one thing with you guys because I think the world needs to know about this new YouTube channel I discovered called 305 and it is a free dance class that you can take. They do, uh, it's literally, yes, it's in Miami and it's this woman named Sadie and she just stands in her backyard and twerks for like, I don't know, two hours every single day live on YouTube. And it's all like Lizzo songs, Beyonce, Rihanna, all like the queens of hip hop. And it has like kept me going during quarantine. That and TikTok and like my snacks. And that's it. It's called 305, like the numbers. And it is like, everyone needs to subscribe. 305 Fitness, 
freaking amazing. Okay. Go find Sadie. She is my queen. She has no idea who I am, but I'm obsessed with her. Shockingly, anyway. oh I God. don't feel like that will be on my up next. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Adeline, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us during quarantine. Yeah, uh, before you, you go, me. though, Lily and I have one thing to say to you, and that is, Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. It's really hard to sing. <laughs> it's hard to do in unison when Internet you can't delays. see each other's faces. Exactly. I, I but we love you so much. It would be in unison and be like a little harmony. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, be a little creepy, culty. Most likely. It'd be great. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we'll, we'll do it in person when we can all do that i was gonna say legal. i don't know yeah. anyway <laughs> thank you so much for coming i hope you survive the rest of quarantine thank i hope you. it ends soon and we can all get drunk um thank yeah. you guys for watching there's new episodes of overshare every tuesday and if you guys are listening to this as a podcast please subscribe anywhere that you can follow us on podcast platforms there's apple spotify i'm sure there's a bunch more that we're still learning about leave us a review so that we can keep paying the bills and um Hell we'll you. see you guys next time yay thank you Bye. goodbye <laughs>